Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest in the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today is a very special episode. We brought on Kevin Campbell, who I'm happy and proud to announce is the newest member of our Mission Matters community and also an author in one of our upcoming business leaders books. Kevin is also the CEO is CEO over at Synity. Kevin, welcome to the show. Adam, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to talking with you. All right, Kevin. So as, as my audience knows, there's nothing more I liked than, than talking about our authors and, and the work that they're going to bring to the table. And we'll get into that a little bit today. But what I'm more interested in today, and for everybody watching, don't worry, we're going to bring Kevin on for a part two of two of this interview where we will actually go into Kevin's writing and the book, but that's after the book's live. But for today, what I'm interested in is really getting into the work that you're doing over at Synity, also talking about the benefits of improving data management for companies, a lot of business owners, senior level executives that watch this program. And I know they're going to get a lot of value out of hearing what you bring to the table today. But we'll start this episode, Kevin, the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So Kevin, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives and experts. That's our mission. Kevin, what mission matters to you? Well, you know, I'm a dad of seven. I've got a long history in tech and and I've done a lot of work in consulting over the year, but my missions in life are two things, right? One is to raise my kids and and try to guide them. And second, to be, you know, a CEO at Synity to help grow the company to where we need it to do. And we're all about data, as you mentioned quickly. Fantastic. Love bringing mission-based individuals on the line to share, you know, why they do what they do, how they're doing it, and really what we can what we can learn from that so that we can all grow together. So first off, I love that you mentioned that you dad of seven, and I know that you were just doing some some traveling and some other things with your son. I mean, and you taught me a new term in, in the warm-up, and that was the work diet. So I a little bit of a curveball, Kevin, but what's the work diet? So the, you know, with the jobs that we have. Yeah. You know, it's hard to really shut off and be gone. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we what I always as somebody said to me many years ago, he said, Kevin, I said, how was your vacation? He said, Kevin, I don't look at it as a, a vacation. I work at look at it more as a work diet. Yeah. So I always call it a work diet, which is a chance to get away. And I had a great week to do a lot of other things. But you got to stay connected and do a few things while you're uh, while you're away. So yeah. it was a great work diet. I love bringing new terms to the audience. Well, let's. So you you mentioned big background in tech for a long time, even prior to working, obviously a CEO over at Synity. Maybe go into your background a little bit more and tell us how you got started. Yeah, so you know I studied computer programming in school and mm-hmm. and from the school of management and got attracted. You know I was in the Boston area at that time when there were a lot of tech firms, most of which don't exist anymore. Uh, and I interviewed with all of them, but what I got attracted to was at the time was Arthur Anderson. And it was the consulting division of Arthur Anderson, which is now turned into Accenture. I've had 25 great, I had 25 great years there. And what I was attracted to was they had somebody come into our class and basically that person talked about what they did, right? And how they were helping companies use IT for competitive advantage. 
And that's what got me interested. And so from there, I went through the, you know, the normal programming, you know, project management, then selling work, managing larger projects, managing multiple projects, and so on. Was fortunate to have a lot of great mentors along the way and uh, was able to uh, be promoted to port partner at a young age and uh, had a lot of leadership positions in there. And uh, from there, you know, I, I traveled in my last job. I, I ran all of delivery from Accenture globally, about 150,000 people, but I got tired, right? And I needed a break. So I took early retirement and that gave me a chance to do something different. And that's what brought me to Synity eventually. Yeah. And so there's, you know, there'll be a segment of, of audience that watches this that are kind of in that same boat. Like maybe they're thinking about, you know, what's the, what's the next thing that they're going to do? And they could be, you know, senior level executives. And like you said, you had a great career, took early retirement and really had a great relationship with the company. And I love that you bring that up, by the way, because when somebody changes from one thing to another, it doesn't necessarily mean that they were, you know, unhappy or it wasn't a good fit. It's just maybe they wanted to do something different. So as, as, you know, some of these other, you know, senior leg level executives kind of contemplate what's next on the horizon for them, whether it's, you know, a, a startup or working and taking, you know, the or taking the CEO position or another position at another company. Like, what kind of things were you thinking about at that time when you were kind of making your transition that could maybe help them? I tell people all the time, you know, that I can't tell you what will work for you. I can tell yeah. you what worked for me, right? And what mm -hmm. worked for me was doing something different and being open to other possibilities. And so the first thing I did is I went to work for the legendary investor, Ray Dalio. Mm. Uh, it's just a friend of a friend introduced me to him and he said, hey, you know, come help me. And so yeah. I spent a couple of years with him and got some very different perspectives and ideas on how to do things and learned a lot from him. I worked mm. at a couple of startups with some friends that were launching something. And then my long-term mentor, Bill Green, gave me a call and said, hey, I got this interesting company that I just went as chairman of the board of, and I think you'd be interested in it. And you know what, what got me? And I think this yeah. is what all of us have to think about is we do a lot of things in our career, but what really makes you tick? What do you mm -hmm. love? And for me, what I love is growing things and building things. Yeah. And whether it's building the teams, building companies, and so when he asked me to take, I'd do anything for Bill that he asked me, and he asked me to take a look at this company, and the company was in data, and we'll talk about why data is important and yeah. why it's, you know, it becomes, we always say we were in data before data was cool, right? <laughs> now data's cool, but we were there before it was cool, and it was a chance to grow something, and, and Adam, that's what got me excited. Yeah. And data is exciting. And it's funny that you say like before it was cool, because now that's all you hear about. And I, and when it comes to data and, and, and privacy and a lot of other things now that that's become really mainstream, but I feel for many businesses and small businesses in general, it still hasn't always like gotten through to like, you know, the decision makers to understand the power of harnessing their data, the part the power of what unlocking that data can do for your business and for growth. So maybe just give us a little bit of, to get us kicked off on this part of the interview, give us a little bit of overview of kind of this evolution of data that you've seen because you've been working in the field for a long time. Like you said, before it was popular. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I've learned a lot during that time. I've been fortunate to surround myself with some great people and I've got a great board of directors. Hmm. And, 
you know, we used to be called back office associates. So that mm. this this is I tell this story because it gives you an evolution, right? Yeah. On my first meeting as CEO, one of the board members said to me, Hey, everybody hates the name, right? Back office associates. Why don't you change it? So we spent time mm. saying, but why you could change it? We changed it to Synity. And Synity, mm. like everything else, if you're gonna pick this was four years ago, if you're gonna pick a new word, every mm. word's been taken. So you yeah. kind of got to make up a word. So synergy is a made-up word between synergy and infinity. Yeah. The synergy between data and business gives you infinite potential. Hmm. And that, in the core of that, right, that infinite potential of what can happen with data, hmm. it makes a huge difference. And, and that's kind of the mission that we've had since we rebranded the company. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it really helped drive us forward. And I like to say to people, and you heard me say before, Adam, when we were talking, every problem is a data problem, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's the mindset shift, right? Mm-hmm. That I need executives or I urge executives to take because mm-hmm. CEOs are understanding data is important. Like I said, it's topical and it's sexy now, mm-hmm. but then how do I make a difference, mm-hmm. right? And what's important and, and what's there. So every problem you have, is a data problem. If I've got an inventory problem, if I've got a work in process, I've got a financial problem, all of them are caused by data. And that's a really, really important thing. So help me understand. So how is how does data and, and really using data effectively, like how can that help drive business results for, for businesses? Well, I the, the thing I'd point to right now, and we could talk to a lot of examples, but we did a survey just recently with uh, Horses for Sources, which is an HFS, an analyst firm. And they they looked at 300 executives and they said to them, mm-hmm. you know, and these were looking at large companies, right? You know, companies that were in the global 2000. And they mm-hmm. were saying, if you had two tw- twice as good a data quality as you have today, mm-hmm. what would that mean for your business, right? Sixty hmm. percent would say it would have it would have significant improvements in their customer experience, mm-hmm. right? Over seventy five percent of them said they would be more competitive, hmm. right? And over ninety percent of them said that you know it would make a better experience for their people in addition to their customers. Hmm. So the reality is. Little improvements in data quality, which are, you know, hard to do, can make a big difference in your business results. Yeah. Is this a issue or something that only applies to large enterprise businesses like you, you know, like you just described, or like can the small business owner also benefit from this? Everybody can benefit from it. Yeah. You know, like I like to tell my team, if the, the data you're presenting or the data we're talking about, mm-hmm. if it's right, well, then we got some problems. We've got customer problems. We've got other problems to work at. And yeah. if the data is wrong, mm-hmm. we got even bigger problems. Yeah. So deciding what's the data you're going to use to drive the business mm-hmm. and what's most important, and then making sure you're getting that right and it's properly mm-hmm. governed is mm-hmm. so critical. And no matter what size business you are, it's there, right? 
So if somebody's watching this and if they're, and by the way, I know there's no one size fits all, obviously. So one piece of advice does not apply to every business that's out there, everybody that might listen to this, but I do like to give, you know, our audience like something, a a starting point. Like if they're listening to this and they're thinking, you know, I have a feeling we have a data problem, but I don't even know, you know, kind of what that problem is. And, you know, I, I heard Kevin talk about how if we improve that, there could, you know, could drive some business results. But like, I don't I don't really know where to start. And especially for some of those, you know, small or maybe middle market businesses that don't have certain layers to to work on that. Like what, where do they start? Like, where does somebody say, okay, I know we're not even looking at this. We should be like, where does someone typically start when they start thinking about like getting better with their data? What I, what I tell people to focus on is just think about simply what are, what are the results you look at that make a difference to your business? Right. Mm -hmm. So is it what sales you have? Is it, what's the pipeline? that you have of new opportunities? What's the, you know, uh, supply chain you're working mm-hmm. at and what what's the, you know, kind of length that's mm-hmm. taking to deliver things in the supply chain? What's your outstanding, you know, receivables and mm-hmm. payables? Pick six, eight cr- critical factors in your business mm-hmm. and say, okay, those are the things I'm going to focus on right? How good are those? If I, do I have a dashboard every morning that shows me that, that data and where I stand? So if I'm the CEO or anybody other senior level executive in a company, can I see where I stand every morning on those items? Mm -hmm. And if not, why not? Right. And as the CEO, you've got to set those objectives and then you've got to drive Mm -hmm. to get in the right quality. And basically, those fundamentals. And today, Adam, there's so much data peripherating everybody at place and we see so mm-hmm. much stuff. I think people don't sort through, right, to what's important. So that's my way that I tell them. There are other ways, but that's my way of telling them to focus on what matters, yeah. right? What drives the results of your business? What are the six to 10 metrics that drive the results? And then let's start there and make sure that they work And then let's figure out how we can make those better. I know you mentioned start with the six to eight, right? Like get those down. But it seems to me also like this is kind of like a a never ending process because also the like your business is going to evolve and maybe some things change over time or maybe even the way that you're able to harness the, the data with technology changes over time. So does that kind of like unlocking the data in your business, does that kind of evolve over time as well? Yeah. And I, and I think you got to, you know, the only constant in the world is change, right? So you got to continue to evolve. And I always say, if you've gotten better at the, mm-hmm. the six to 10 and, mm-hmm. and you've got the processes to maintain that in place, well, then what are the next six to 10 things that you want to improve, mm-hmm. right? And pick yeah. at those. Then you've got to evolve over time and there are new ways to do it. And for me, I always, you know, I read a ton but I also want to be intensely curious about what's working and what's not. And then Mm -hmm. I get other people, you know, whether I'm talking with friends or anybody else to try to get their views about what's happening. Mm. So you've you've been in the business a long time, obviously you've worked with a ton of companies, both as CEOs and when you were, you know, boots on the ground earlier in your career, what excites you relating to data right now? Like whether it's technology or trends or just in general, like what excites you at the moment? 
I think, and, you know, it, I, I tie that to, you know, after I'd been CEO for two years, I was, mm-hmm. I did an interview where somebody asked me, what surprised you the most? Yeah. And what surprised me the most was how little people understood the implications of data quality. Mm-hmm. And while even some people talk about it, they mm-hmm. don't understand it and internalize it. And part of that's because it's hard, right? Yeah. It's hard to be able to do that. So the thing that gets me most excited is what's the potential for improving data quality? Mm-hmm. And when I look at it, it then permeates everything you do. Mm-hmm. If I want to do M&A, I want to buy a comp- another company, I want to sell something I have, a division or something mm-hmm. like that. I want to move to the cloud. Any mm-hmm. activities that I want to do, basically data is at the core of that. And I've got to think about it from a data-centric perspective. Once I get that data quality and data-centric view, it changes everything. Yeah. So I want to I wanna take a moment here and actually go a little bit further into what you do at Synity. So I know we talked about it a little bit, but I want to go just a little bit further. Maybe tell us, you know, e- exactly what Synity does and maybe some of the types of companies, whether it's industries or otherwise, that, you know, get the most value out of working with your team. Yeah. So again, we focus, our concepts apply everywhere, but we focus on the hardest data problems for the world's biggest companies. That's where we really differentiate ourselves. And when we talk about data, we really say there's three areas that we're really keenly focused on. Lots of other areas we get into and do work. But if I said, what's our flywheel, right? What keeps us going? It's data migration supported by high quality data, both in and out from that. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is data governance, Mm -hmm. right? which is how do I make sure on an ongoing basis I get clean and then I stay clean with the data that I have. And that's like building the foundation for the house. So migration, migration is I'm moving from one set of systems to another. I'm buying a company that I want to integrate. I'm moving to the cloud, which people are talking about. Or let's talk about our favorite hot trend right now, AI. Everybody wants to talk about (laughs) AI and what to All the AI stuff, it, you know, I've got a friend who took over as as chairman of a small AI company. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, after he'd been there three months, he said, Kevin, it's all about the data. If yeah. I got crappy data, I'm going to get crappy AI, right? So, you know, it, it, again, data permeates everything and it's the quality of what you get. So what do we help people do at Synity? We help people move data. We help them improve the data quality that they have. Mm-hmm. We help them figure out how to govern the data. And and those results for governing the data make a huge difference, right, in people. So we've got one of our clients that doubled the time with the same number of people. They're doing it twice as fast, introducing new product with the same number of people, right, to be able to do that. We've got other people, you know, who've been able to integrate and move to new platforms, which are improving how fast they can respond to their customers mm-hmm. right? by significant numbers. And it's all done by the software that runs it, but mm-hmm. making sure that you have good data. Because we always say, you know, putting in new software and still having the same old bad data is like putting bad fuel in a new car. Mm-hmm. Right? So I might buy the fanciest car out there, 
that runs as fast as as anything, whether it be a Porsche or a Jetta or an Audi or a BMW. Mm-hmm. If I put watery gas in it, it's still not going to run very well. Yeah. And data is like the fuel of companies today. Hmm. Well said. And and just thinking about that example you gave about being able to launch a product essentially, you know, twice as fast with the same amount of people. Like, so when you talk about like what data and having clean data can, can do, I mean, that's, would that team have ever thought that was possible prior to this? Like, I'm going to guess no. no. <laughs> like, like that's a big number, right? That's a big right. amount of speed. <laughs> yes. They basically... People are limited by what they have seen and experienced mm-hmm. versus what's possible. I have another client at a major retailer who said, Kevin, I never knew that we could have good data at conversion time when we go live. Until yeah. I met Synity, I always thought data with bad data was the long pole in the tent and the thing that we were going to struggle with for a year after we put any new system in. Until mm-hmm. I met Synity, where I got a chance to see that it was different, that there was a different way to do it, that the difference between 95% quality on data and 99% quality is like the difference between, you know, being 100 miles away and being right on top of the goal and what you want to do. Man, it's great. Well, Kevin, I want to spend just a, a little bit of time here today talking about the the upcoming book as well. So we're not going to go, as I told the audience earlier, we're not going to go too far into it because we're still in editing, we're still in production. So this could change a little bit, but keeping it really high level, Kevin, maybe what are some of the ideas that you hope to, to present in the upcoming book? Well, what I, I did, you know, I had always joked for my career that, that I was going to write my memoirs at the end were stuff you can't make up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, Aaron Gross, who does my communications mm-hmm. and PR for me right now. It was amazing, by the way. Hello, Aaron. Go ahead. Sorry. I had to. Thanks, she's thanks, awesome. <laughs> thanks for that shout out. Yes, yeah, she's done ter- terrific. She, she convinced me that there was, you know, because I use a lot of analogies to raising kids and what I've learned over the year. Yeah. And she said, you know, what raising seven kids taught me about prioritization and life as the CEO. And mm. so that that's really what my, I try to take the five lessons learned from raising kids and being a, a CEO and an executive for 30 years and really try to summarize those and talk about, you know, what they mean and what advice I'd give for other people. And mm. again, I don't give advice because I expect that it's perfect for everybody. What I talk about was what works for me and what I've learned the hard way about prioritization, balance, picking people, things like that. Fantastic. And I'm going to cut you off there because I got a whole lot of questions I want to ask, but I'm going to wait to the next interview for that one. But I do have to ask, I mean, first off, it's been great having you on the show, learning more about the idea of data management, clean data specifically, and what that can do for your business. Obviously, we learned a lot about what you do at Synity and your career, but I just have to ask, I mean, what's next? What's next for you? What's next for Synity? Adam, thanks for having me on. I, I I really appreciate it. I think, you know, the phrase I use all the time internally, and it's my outlook on all this stuff, is the best is yet to come, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's true for our clients that we're working with. Um, it's true for us at Synity, which we're continuing. We're in an amazingly 
robust market. Even with the headwinds in the market today, the market for data is huge. And the value of good quality data has never been well-governed, never been data. Just think about the fact that most people say they, you know, they have the data they need, but they don't trust it. Just think mm. about that. Yeah. So one thing is having it. And the next thing is trusting it. And how do you trust it? It's got to be good quality. You got to know the source. You got to govern it. So what's next for us? Mm-hmm. The best is yet to come. Yeah. Fantastic. If some if somebody's watching this, Kevin, and they want to learn more about Synity or to follow the journey, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, Synity.com, or you can look me up on LinkedIn or any of the rest of the Synity team. We're very active on, on LinkedIn, very active on social media, Twitter, and the rest. And, uh, and certainly we have a very strong website that you can look at. And we've got people that are out and about talking to customers all the time. Yeah. And, and speaking of the website, so we'll put all of the, the, you know, that we'll put that in the show notes, the, the links so that our audience can just click on the links and head right on over. And speaking of the audience, if this is your first time with Mission Matters or engaging in an episode of our platform, we're all about bringing on business owners, entrepreneurs, executives, and experts, and having them share their mission, the reason behind their mission, really what motivates them to get out there into the marketplace and into the world and to make a difference. If that's the type of content that sounds interesting or fun or exciting to you, we welcome you. Hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission-based individuals coming up on the line and we don't want you to miss a thing. And Kevin, really, it has been a pleasure. Can't wait to the next time we get to do this. All right. Thanks, Adam.